It's Tuesday, and we got a big show for you this afternoon here on Leaving the Yard. 5.30, Michael Galvan, the athletic director from A&M Texarkana, is going to be hopping in. And it's not very often we big dog the AD from the local university. But I tell you what, today we're going to. We're going to one-up him today because joining us right at the beginning of the program, which we rarely, if ever, do is Texas High's golf coach, Ryan Huntsey. His Tigers showed out well at state, including one young man who got a chance to hoist a state championship today, Thomas Curry. And, Coach, uh, congratulations. Hey, thanks for having me on. And, yeah, absolutely, thank you. It was a great week. How do you put into words today's uh, and and even yesterday's start of this thing, this last about 36 hours of watching some phenomenal golf by uh, a kid who we knew was destined to some greatness, and today he actually delivered it? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, four-plus years of a lot of hard work. Um, You know, if you ask us, the coaches, and everybody around him, you know, I hate to say that, you know, we saw it coming, but, I mean, this – I mean, he's he's really really good, um, and he's earned it. You know, a lot of hard work and, and talent put together over the last four years, and this is what you get. Normally, you expect to see like a nail biter or something. He ran away with it. He was like secretariat. Yeah, no, he he ran away with it for sure. And, and for those who don't know, ran away with it means he finished at ten under par and uh, ended up with a five stroke win over the nearest competitor. I, is this the best Thomas has played? You know, I mean, he played great, absolutely. Um, you know, he's had a few rounds lower than that, but, I mean, on this golf course, I mean, I definitely firing on all cylinders. This is a tough golf course you got to pick apart, and, uh, like, you know, every part of his game was working well, so it showed. Now, remind our listeners who may not know Thomas, uh, the stats on his height and weight, how big a kid Thomas is. Uh, yeah, 5'6", I think, and about uh, 140 pounds soaking wet. And yet he's able to play the game now, and it's it's a big hitter's game. Is it just course management? How does a guy like that go out and just dominate the field? Well, I mean, he does the simple things really well, um, and you know, he he's not he's not that short off the tee. He's definitely gotten longer over the years. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, but like I say, he does the simple things well. He puts the ball in play. Uh, the first round, he hit all eighteen greens in regulation and made six putts, and there he has six under. So, I mean, I know it sounds I made it sound very sim- easy. It's not, <laughs> um, but you know, that's kind of the the way he went about it. Same. Similar today, he had 14 greens, uh, two bogeys, um, but was very methodical and picked his way around the golf course. I was looking at the stats online today before we got to talk to you, and Thomas was the only golfer in the field today 
who on the par threes was about a 2.75, on the par fours was about a 3.8, I think, and on the par fives wow. was a 4.5. Hey, he was the only yeah, one. Well, that was, he was the only one under par on all. There were some big hitters who were under par on the fives, but they weren't as good sure. on the three. He was the only one in all three, the threes, fours, and fives, that was under par. It's not just big hitter or good around. He was all of it. Yeah, and that that sums him up pretty pretty well. I mean, um, you know, we talked after the round about all the work we've put in this year, and especially the last thirty days. Uh, not only him, but the whole team, we wanted to just come in to this tournament and be able to say that we're prepared. You know, we've checked all the boxes. We've been practicing all the right things. You know, for him, it definitely showed. Now you brought up the team side of it. Obviously, Argyle broke fast yesterday. But there were five teams yesterday at 302, 303, 304. You guys shook out at number four today. Talk about uh, that had to be some pretty close competition among the teams. Yeah, you know, it was, it was pretty heartbreaking, to be honest. Uh, third year in a row now, we've been left off the podium, and we definitely felt like we should have been on it. Um, you know, played our last three holes, 10 over as a team. So, I mean, kind of sums it up right there. I don't think, you know, we weren't in it to win it necessarily down the stretch, but definitely in it to get, you know, second or third. And, I, I mean, just didn't, you know, didn't finish well, and it is what it is. Um, you know, if you had told me that this team – uh, would have got fourth at state, you know, out of 248 teams in 5A. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, I would have thought you were lying because, I mean, we have come, we have improved and and come a long way for some of the rounds we were uh, playing, you know, earlier in the year. So, really proud of the guys. I know we missed the podium, but um, it, it was a great battle. Well, and, and, and Tony mentioned there were a whole lump of teams yesterday. I think there were six who were all within yeah. about uh, seven shots of the lead as a team when you ended day one. This is a really competitive field at 5A. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what's so, so Lake Creek, the team that ended up winning, uh, in my opinion, they've been the best team all year in 5A. So, to me, it was theirs to lose. Uh, but if they, you know, kind of messed up in a round, they kind of would let the field come in, and that's kind of what happened yesterday. You know, they shot 303 and found themselves, you know, tied for third. Um, you know, today they played like they've played all year. So that that wasn't too surprising. Um, but, you know, I was happy we were in contention. That's all you could ask for, you know. Uh, in contention going down the stretch didn't go our way, but, you know, that's the game of golf. How was the course and the conditions? Did they, did they you know, were they bothersome or were they not a problem the last two days? No, the course play, that's probably the best conditions I've seen that course. Yeah, but it's a tricky course. Uh, it's challenging off the tee. I think Thomas only hit uh, two drivers each round. Um, just not one you need to overpower. It's tight. Um, and so, so we got off the tee well. Didn't putt well today. The team uh, total, the, the greens are very undulated, very grainy, kind of hard to read. So we struggled on the putting greens. Um, but I, I, you know, kind of a goofy course. I mean, it's good, but it's just not one you're going to overpower. You know, so very tight, some trees and fairways. Definitely makes you think. You got to think your way around that place well. Now, are y'all going to have dinner tonight? I, I know sometimes you get these teams down in Austin, and you have these big moments, and then everybody just goes separate way. Do you get to come together as a team one last time this evening? 
Yeah, you know, we've definitely, uh, you know, being this the last time with Thomas and John D, last trip, we've definitely, definitely made sure to, to just enjoy our time down here. We came down a couple days early, had dinners there. Um, we got to get these kids back tonight because they got, you know, they got finals tomorrow, you know. So, uh, so we're, we're headed back um, now. But we've definitely, we've had a couple team dinners, played some cards. We've had a lot of fun in Austin um, last couple of days. How do you describe Thomas finishing this thing off? Is this relief? Is this elation? I mean, what you're there with him on the yeah. green as he finishes. Yeah, just just icing, you know, on the cake. Like it's just, uh, I mean, just kind of it closes out his his high school career very well. I mean, he's you know three time district champ, two time regional champ. This is kind of the one thing you know he's won arguably a bigger tournament than this. Uh, against all the 6A teams at the Aggie Cup in January. Uh, you know, so this, you know, this just kind of topped it off, closed the door. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I didn't really get to see much of his rounds the last two days, uh, you know, because I trust him to make the right decisions out on the course. So uh, I was able to walk up with him on 18, and, you know, it was definitely uh, it's a little sad, you know, being the last time that he's going to be wearing Texas high gear, walking up a fairway. Him and John D. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it was a fitting end to his career for sure. Coach, I know you're a young guy and haven't been around uh, Texas High forever. Obviously, outstanding program down through the years. Have we had previous state champions at Texas High? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, Team wise, I know in 2014 we got runner up. Uh, but individually, I don't know that we've had a. Uh, an individual champion. No. Well, I, I think they, they produced the guy that won the British Open, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I, I got to think now you got probably Bill Rogers is one and Thomas is one day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He's, his uh, his junior career so far, you can you can put up uh, with most of all the other good ones. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. I want to thank you very much for taking a couple of minutes. I know you guys are trying to get back to Texarkana, but uh, uh, unbelievably proud, and we've said it over and over again. Anytime you're at state, it's a big deal. Anytime you win state at anything in Texas, it's a huge deal. And uh, Thomas Thomas Curry has been swimming up this stream for a while trying to get that uh, that medal and, and hoist that final championship. And uh, we are also proud of him back here in Texarkana, especially folks associated with Texas High because we know know the kid, know how hard he works, know how humble he is. And uh, yeah. I'm sure Tony's going to want to try to get him on the show maybe on Friday morning with Billy. But um, I just want to yeah. thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You guys be safe coming home, okay? Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. That's Ryan Huntsey. He's the golf coach over at Texas High. And as he said, uh, Thomas Curry finishes off a state championship today and and really did dominate. He was 66 and 68 the two days, I believe, is what I saw. Which, I mean, if you're a pro golfer and you're shooting 66 and 68, a pretty good couple of days. This is a 17, 18-year-old kid who just literally lapped the field. He finished five shots ahead of the nearest competitor at the 5A state championship level. Texas High had a great finish. PG also played today in the state championship. They struggled today and yesterday. They, But, again, you're at state. Yeah. You're representing. Qualified, I think, is the third team in regional. Yep. And it's a little bigger field now than it used to be, but still, nonetheless, congratulations to uh, 
the Hawks and the Tigers. And uh, I know uh, Coach Huntsy's disappointed just missing out on the medal stand, but nonetheless, uh, fourth place out of, what do you say, 250? Yeah. Pretty impressive. Not, not a bad and, not a bad year. When you look at this field and you see those Frisco schools, you see the Argyles of the world, you know who they're dealing with. Well, and that's a game changer a little bit. You know, Highland Park bumped up to six, and Argyle came and, and took yeah. their spot in five. And if Highland Park happens to slide back down again, and there's some talk they might, this thing really? gets even more difficult next year. You think Add Highland Park back into the five A's, and we'll see what you got. But this is, again, for Thomas Curry, and, and we don't do individually a whole lot. We try to make it a team thing, but I, I think – I'm trying to remember the last really great golfer that Texas High had. Zach Fisher comes to mind as probably the last one who was just that outstanding. And a couple others, certainly. But Zach uh, Zach pops into my head as being one of the greats at, at Texas High in the last 20 years. Yeah. And uh, for Thomas, who, as you said, you, you'd pass him by in the mall and you wouldn't <laughs> know who you were walking by. Look like some high school kid who's just a little slightly built but is so determined – and so focused, and uh, finishes with the brass ring today. It's very cool. Headed to Fayetteville to uh, be a uh, golf hog. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. It is about 13 and a half after 5 o'clock. We remind you, uh, Michael Galvan coming on the program here at about uh, 525, We're going to get him in studio to do that. So quick timeout. We'll do one more segment before we talk with the athletic director of A&M Texarkana. You're on leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan, 1079. Look local first, and you are helping our community. Sure. All right, welcome back. 18 and a half after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079-903-735-9905. In the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. We remind you, uh, last show of the week tomorrow, we'll be baseballing on Thursday as uh, Liberty Ilo opens up their series against uh, Aubrey in uh, Tyler. So no show Thursday. we got one more to do. About Friday. No. We're already off the books on Friday. How about Monday? Monday? Imagine it's a holiday. You keep calling it Labor Day, but I'll go with Memorial Day. All right. So, so no Labor Day. We'd probably be back on uh, next Tuesday. All right. We got so we're th- hiatus. And then Tuesday. All right. Just Long checking. break. Long break. Just checking. Yeah. By the way, uh, our buddy Matt Riddle, the uh, the voice of Arkansas High. Yes. Uh, is want to remind everybody that uh, there is a, uh, a cardinal in white Spring game, not not spring game, uh, scrimmage, Cardinal White scrimmage, baseball game for the uh, Arkansas Side Legion team tomorrow at six. Ah, so if you want to get where early, well, I'm assuming at the high school. Well, you never know. But if you want to get an early uh, dose of the Legion team there, uh, there'll be scrimmaging tomorrow at six o'clock. I'm, you're assuming the high school, okay. and I'm not so sure that's okay. right. Well, well I don't see. know. Well, we'll get Riddle to hit us with that. Hey, you're yeah. in the yard. What's going on, gentlemen? Oh my goodness! Speaking of getting hit, what's going on? Hey, not a not a whole lot. Tony, Tony, I've been watching a show on HBO Max. Of course, it's called Max now. That started today. 
that I figure two history buffs like yourself would enjoy Tony. You've probably already started watching it. Is White House Plumbers? I, I've watched episode one. I, uh, I I think it's it's pretty comical the way they're doing it. I, I know they've uh, they've changed the story just a tad to uh, make it more entertaining. But uh, Woody Harrelson is E. Howard Hunt and. Then the guy from White Lotus is G. Gordon Liddy. I thought were both well cast, so uh, it's amusing. It's not a bad show, but I just just happened to be, you know I'm I'm one. I want to kind of get a few episodes in before I make any you know thumbs up, thumbs down to watch it. I'm four episodes in. It's not bad to watch. Yeah, well, don't spoil it for me. I hadn't caught up. Like I said, I'm only one episode in, but uh, it's on my uh, summer watch list. I may uh, binge it next week, but uh, I-, I checked it out the other day, so I- I'm looking forward to it. I got to see G. Gordon Liddy in person years ago, uh, give a lecture and did a Q&A with a relatively uh, mid-sized audience, not a huge audience, so we got to talk to him, and uh, he was very entertaining. This was after he'd spent some time... Uh, Incarcerated, but gave him more stories to tell. Exactly. Yeah, but it was, he he was an entertaining guy. So and and just I didn't get a chance to call about it last week, and I'm sure y'all probably touched on it Monday. You know, we lost uh, NFL great this weekend. You know, we actually you may have talked about it in the morning. We never actually got to it yesterday. Yeah, we didn't really with, get to spend any time on passing a Jim Brown is what you're talking about the. Uh, that's right. If if not the best, arguably in the in the top five of the greatest NFL players of all time. Yeah, and and, and it's one of those guys that you figure if you put him in there today with the modern conditioning and workout routines, he would just be just as dominant as he was back then. And, and just think what he did. Record-wise, yes, it's been broken, but he did it nine years playing 12 games a season. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah, he did have one 14-game season, I think, at the very end, didn't he? Mm, I thought he had one. But either way, you're right, 12 games. And, you know, I think the most important thing he did was he showed you could walk away from it. Exactly. And he didn't, you know, his owner said, you get back here or I'm going to find you. He said, no. I'll go do something else. Yeah, he didn't. In a time where ownership ran roughshod over the players and they weren't paid according to uh, what they were doing for their franchises, he was a guy who stood up to it and said, "No, I don't think so. I'll, yeah. I'll go do something else." Yeah, I think more than one. I think about three or four of the seasons were fourteen game seasons. Okay. If I'm thinking about it. Right. Yeah. And did, did he really need? Did he really need to practice that last season? <laughs> no. No. That's just, you know, they came up both. And the players came up with different ways to maneuver around showing up for camp. It's, it's, exactly. yeah, they figured it out now. And a guy like just, that certainly didn't. Just to give, give you all a personal story on that. My uh, stepdad saw him play numerous times in Cleveland. He said uh, the last time he went to watch him play the game, the, um, least amount of yards he had in one carry was 35 yards. <laughs> God. Well, I, I'm a Jim Brown fan because of things he did off the field and uh, you know, anybody who uh, gets to make a movie with Raquel Welch is alright in my book and 
There you go. Yeah, but you're right about you know he he's right about the fact that guys like Michael Jordan got some heat because they weren't Jim Brown. LeBron got some heat because early on he wasn't Jim Brown. They didn't take on social issues and become a spokesman for them. But they were like a different Jim, time. Oh, oh I, I get that they were. But Jim Brown did. Muhammad Ali did. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did. Bill Russell did. Yeah, a lot of those guys. That's Kareem's got to be looking around going, geez, I'm kind of the last one of these guys around. And, and very few after those four guys yeah. really became spokesmen who are athletes for social issues that were going on but in the world. It was an important time when change was being made, and right. they they needed guys like that to step forward and, uh, you know, take some of that limelight and uh, to say we're more than just athletes. We've we've got a stuff right. in society. Well, you saw what, what became of, of uh, uh, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. by trying that same yeah. – to become that same kind of thing, taking a stand on a social issue, he was basically blacklisted out of the league. So I, it's amazing to think would the same thing have happened in the last 10 years to those four guys we just mentioned? Would their careers have been cut short because they dared to stand up and say, not following what the rule is, not following or continuing to you know, bow down when we see bad treatment? And and. And, and Jim Brown would have been the first to tell it, and he's for that. Want to come to what Kaepernick did? He says, "There's no way I'd ever do that." Well, there's, uh, and it'll be a good time when we have time to debate that because it's. One would argue there was two different things going on there, yeah. and, and maybe don't agree with the method, but the message. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He was like, you know, there's there's other ways to protest it. When that when that anthem's playing, says we're Americans, no, we I don't you. need to do that. And, and I think I'll tell you what we've we've diverted this conversation, but finishing the thought, Brittany Griner's first game back in the WNBA this week, and during a national anthem, something that she had in the past not stood for, stood for, and made some commentary afterwards saying, "My obviously feeling about what the country did for me has changed dramatically, and I feel compelled that I need to do that." Which you know, That's exactly right. It's an individual, personal there's thing. There's there's others that are still over there that didn't get what she got. That's for sure. Yeah, but but she also didn't shove it in anybody's face, going screw it. I still say what I said. She said, "I the country's done for me, and I I recognize that, and I'm changing my uh, my stance on it." It's a good thing. That's a good thing. There you hey go. Hey guys, y'all have a good one. Appreciate you. Take care of yourself. We're gonna all take right, a break. Oh, there's greatness walking in by us. We keep having this conversation about greatness. It keeps getting better. Michael Galvan joining us next, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 1079. Five games were featured in hockey action last night. Well, we welcome you back. It's 31 and a half after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the Fan 1079. 
And uh, I tell you what, we've gone a little golf talk. We've done some uh, Jim Brown talk. Michael Galvan, we have not gotten a chance to catch up with you in a while. It is great to see you again, athletic director from A&M Texarkana is coming out here. You're sporting a very attractive shirt today. Got the eagle flying. Hey, uh, any chance just to kind of slide in, just yeah. a quick marketing, yes. a little bit of recruitment. I mean, I'm all about... That's a baseball coach sliding. Yeah, that's right. You caught that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I caught yeah, that. Yeah, caught so, that. Uh, there you go. Well, you know, don't you have an SID now that handles all that? Oh, he's no, a great job. You yeah. don't have to make public appearances. You, you know don't have to hand anybody. Back when we started, I was the SID, and, <laughs> and right. I was the marketing. And I was expect to see you yeah exactly there you go that's yeah. that's spoiled that's a, us yeah you yeah. know what you, you know he, he does a great job and i think uh we've evolved as they say we've evolved it's, well you yeah. got a few more sports now uh i would say i would say 11 <laughs> in nine and a half years yeah so i would say you, you need you're spread awful thin these days to handle all that you know so. you, you know you say that and and look and we ref- reflect and now we're looking at the administrative side you're exactly right we're, we're spread very very thin amongst two to three people trying to keep up with all these programs and activities and events and recruiting events and social events and, and you know everything going on and it it, it becomes a little and there's graduations yeah, and it's, other it's, academic things going on that and you expect to be a part of and you and you have a life by the way no oh, yeah. no 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 on that oh, how, how did baseball uh, season go baseball in the house? baseball was great um we had our youngest uh, red shirt which i think is great that parents understand um that that's that's definitely a challenge for kids when they go from being the everyday guy to a coach having a hard conversation to say hey we're deep in the outfield and we don't want to waste a year and we're going to red shirt you which means you're not going to play you'll practice and you're going to be on your own a lot. So it takes a lot of uh, discipline. I was extremely proud of him. He went in about 175, and he came back at uh, 205, 195, wow. 205. He kind of fluctuates. So uh, you know what? We've been hitting a lot. Uh, uh, kudos to, to Shane allowing me to go in there and, and utilize his facility. And, and then out at Dobson just yesterday, a lot of guys out in the cages. But we were out there, and I told Ryan, our oldest, I said, you know, the ball comes off a little different now a year later <laughs> than what I used to to remember. Um, so you know, you know, he, it was it was it was a humbling event for him, but he learned a lot, a lot about himself. And then our oldest, uh, he pitched every weekend, and he went through some rough patches, and he did very well first six weeks. Didn't do so well the last four, but um, he learned a lot about himself, perseverance, and grinding, and understood uh, about uh, making adjustments and talking to his coaching staff. And guys are great hitters at the Division two level, NAI level, junior college. I mean, they're playing college baseball and they're starting. They're pretty daggum good. So um, to listen to him. And it's a proud moment for me because to listen to his rhetoric, to listen to how he approaches every start and why he has that one inning, then throws up zeros after he couldn't figure out. So just listening to him, it's a proud moment for someone who coached, but yet more of a parent who just stayed out of the line, like to say, "What are you doing to prepare?" and to listen to him. That, that's that's awesome. It's great. Is it any? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Is it any easier watching his starts now than no. it was? <laughs> no, not one bit. Because I just sit there and and you know in my in my mind I'm thinking I hope he adjust- and get dead gum and he does make an sure. adjustment and, he does, and a lot and I'm like man. Man, that was really good. And we talk afterwards. I'm like, what made you do this? He goes, well, Dad, I noticed this, and I noticed that, and before this, before that. I'm just sitting there just eating it up, thinking, man, he, he has no room for me to provide him your, any guidance. Does your wife get on the umpires if, if they Oh, every, every time he throws, it's a strike. <laughs> 
you know, she, over she, the she, head hits the ball. Yeah, it's she, a strike. she learned. Strike. She she learned the strike zone is a crackerjack box. Whenever he pitches, she learned that phrase. So um, no, no, she's great. We support him. It's 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 great to watch. Sit back. You know, you you didn't push your boys. No, but the, are you like overwhelmed by the fact that your passion? Has really become their passion. Oh, absolutely! You know, you sit there and you, you talk about what you want your kids to become, what you want. You know, I use baseball to learn a lot about discipline, to learn a lot about uh, um, you know overcoming some things. You know, being, being a small person in stature, nothing was ever given to me, but I think I had a pretty good career. Um, and looking at what he's done, left-handed pitcher, five ten, he doesn't have many opportunities, but Dad Gummit goes out and keeps his team in it and throws up some numbers, and here he is, and even his. You know, Coach Hooten's done a great job of, of guiding and mentoring him, Coach Hall. They've done a great job of just sitting and saying, we don't know how you get swing and misses, how you're getting people out, but we're lucky to have you. Yeah. You know, but we need to learn and we need, still need to grow. So then, of course, they're excited to have the young one there who's now at 6'2", you know, 195, 200, and just looking good. But, again, you know, you have those, this is what we're, we're projecting, but at the end of the day, Dad has to burst the bubble a little, say, projections don't mean anything unless no. you go out and do them so no. but anyway yeah it's just appreciate you asking but yeah it's, it's fun i hope parents understand it's a grind and it's a challenge and uh you just want to keep uh, encouraging your kids well and, but uh, you're bringing up really important points as you talk about recruiting every kid thinks and every parent thinks all right my kid's coming to you mm-hmm. and i expect to be seeing him in the starting nine here mm-hmm. soon as uh, opening day comes along and what they're not why not Reality is, as each level you move up, you're right. Competition gets a heck of a lot tougher, and the herd gets thinned out a heck of a lot. And it's not as easy as you think walking from a high school, even if you were a really good high school player, to that next level and being on the field. Well, you start looking at a lot of kids who went to play college, and I'm going to air quote that a little bit, Yeah. for each graduating class. And I start talking to my boys, well, how's so-and-so doing? Well, he quit. Well, how's so-and-so doing? Well, he's transferred for the third time. Well, how's so-and-so? You know, and, and a lot of it is they don't understand what it's like to be told you're not good enough, but that's okay. Here's how we're going to get better. Here's how we're going to make you better. And you, you got to stay with with the task. But I think that a lot of it is that that short-term gratification. And I think a lot of times, and I'm going to blame myself also. I you know, you know, I'll put myself in that situation as a parent in, instead of simply asking, "Well, what are you doing to get better?" We we don't want our kids to hurt. We don't we want to take that pain away. Yeah. We want and we, we want to nurture them, you know, instead of saying, "What are you doing every day to get better?" Not what your coach doing to take away from you. It's what are you doing? What's your commitment level? Are you going to class? Are you there earlier? You get extra work are you going to the training room are you hurt and you're still a part of it are you you know what are you doing not necessarily what is the coaching staff not providing you we're talking with michael galvan he's the athletic director at a&m texarkana obviously this was a weird spring going back to almost a month ago now the nearly worst thing as an ad you could imagine happened to your program to one of your kids in your program i you know, you and I had a chance to text back and forth after Matthew Delaney was the victim, unfortunately, of a of an errant bullet. I, I'm going to take you back to that weekend and kind of walk me through where were you, what, how did you find out? Just I, trying to build from then to where we are today. You know what? It's it's really um, 
and to use the term unfortunate that 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 doesn't that that doesn't um, provide it any service whatsoever because it's an event you're not prepared for. You know, we have our emergency action plan, yep. and you try to plan for every single thing that that can happen. I've had so many people reach out from my previous uh, previous ads used to be in the league now D two or D three, and a, a lot of different coaches that have moved on that have reached out and say, "Hey, I just heard, I just saw, I just you know, how did that happen? What you know?" And again, you get to all the rumors that start flying around, and this was something mm-hmm. that happened at Spring Lake Park at the park at the park this was this was literally a a a very unfortunate event that took place in a neighboring neighborhood right um so so for us it's really crucial that people understand that that spring lake park is a safe place texarkana is a safe place it's no different than any other place um that 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 people live in uh, yet at spring lake park and to be just standing in the bullpen as a red shirt here we go as a red shirt just sitting in the bullpen, standing, you know, standing up, sitting down, get, and this unfortunate uh, incident to occur um, just opens your eyes to, are you prepared? No, absolutely not, was not prepared. And the fact that the kids are saying, you know, this happened, and we heard this, and prior to that, we had heard, you know, some gunshots, and then we looked down, and, you know, it, it was very, 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 very um, uh, alarming. Um, you kind of questioned what could you do, and you know, as an AD, you, you always think of what what could you do different to keep right. people safe. Um, you own some guilt, regardless of there's nothing that could have been done to prevent it, absolutely zero. Right. Uh, but you do have guilt. I mean, that's just that's because these kids are there because of you, and you're um, you're you have the authority and responsibility to to protect them. So, um, you know, there is some guilt, but at the same time, there's nothing that could have been done. Even even talking to the police department, nothing that could have been done. So, you know, we did the best we could, and uh, we just got some great news. Matthew was walking just yesterday with oh, uh, with the walker. So, you know, it's just you know very unfortunate. I'll keep using that term because it really was unfortunate in a freak accident. That, right. That's all you can sure. say. So, as Coach Jones and I sit and reflect, we, we go back. What could we have done different? The only thing that we could have done different is conversation was happening. You know, the field was wet. We should have played on Sunday, but that's Monday morning quarterback. Yes. That's all yeah. that that that's all that is. So where were you? Where were you they're, that they're, day? They're, they're at the park. You were at the park. the park. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. So and, walk me through what's going on. I mean, uh, you heard some uh, just loud pops. You think it's backfire, and next thing you know, you know, you see kids in the bullpen um, waving um, over there, and, and um, Russ Nelson was there. Um, he, he's uh, was our trainer on site. And once he, he took off out there and realized what was going on, we, we were very, very fortunate to have had um, been playing um, University of Houston, Victoria. Jonathan Stavano, a former um, right. assistant coach last year here. We had an amazing year this yes, year. Yes, absolutely. And his mother is a retired uh, trauma ER nurse. And so she, was, she immediately ran down, ran down there when they're talking about uh, someone was shot. And so she immediately went went down there, and then at that point, nine one one was called, and, and everything just evolved at that point. But she was a Trudy Stavano. A shout out to you if, you if you're listening to this. But she was truly a blessing um, to keep calm in a situation that uh, we had no no clue what what was taking place. So um, at that point, we we had emergency personnel on site. Uh, um, you know, you, you sit there and you, you try to contemplate. You know, what are the words you can use to to make that phone call? 
you know, and, and that that's never a, um, a pleasant phone call to make. Because, as you said, this is a red shirt. You yep. don't expect that parent no. to be sitting in the no, they're stand. Not there. They're that not means there. you got to make home. a phone Absolutely. call. Absolutely, make the phone call and just give factual information and um, provide where they're headed and, and, you know, provide the positive if, you know, in this situation, you know, whether the, the individual is, was um, awake, whether he was, you know, w- what the case was. So um, that's never a, a, a phone call you, you rehearse. That's never a phone call that you sit there and think, I know exactly what I'm going to say. You, you really don't until you're in that situation. So we got through it. We're, the, we're there was at the hospital that night. The president, uh, we were all, all at the hospital. And kudos to Krista St. Michael's. I will give a shout out to them because they were unbelievable. Um, it, during this process, they they were unbelievable. Letting the the team that uh, our team that showed up is it uh, late in the evening and um, you know giving updates. So so kudos to Krista St. Michael's. They were spot on. Uh, I'm, I'm we're indebted. We're definitely indebted to their services. You know, since you've been here, we've had the COVID. Which how do you plan for that? Well, now you have an action plan, as you said, <laughs> for the next time we have a shutdown. Where you know I, I think it was University of Southwest lost their golf team. Unfortunately, in an accident several a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a car accident, um, you're very close to the folks over there. As an AD, you don't expect that to have to be a phone call, and here it is. And, and then we have this kind of thing with Matthew, where just these unexpected. When you go to athletic director <laughs> training school, they don't tell you no. this. You, you've had to deal with an awful lot the last few years. Mm-hmm. Where are you with all of this? Oh, you know what? It's it's just all about having a great support staff. It's all about having uh, people who understand. Um, there's we, we prioritize, you know, through this process. You know, day one, day two, um, after we made sure everything was stable, you go into business work mode. Um, the humanity side, we want to make sure that um, you know what is occurring, everything's well as can be expected. But then you got to have the business side. You know, who's going to cover? Insurance. Yeah. Who's going to pay? Who's right. the business aspect? You you have to kind of separate the personal and what you feel to now. What where are we at as an institution? What's our liability? What's our responsibility? And in responsibility to the family. And um, kudos to the NM system. Sunday night they had a call, and Monday morning we were on the phone, and you know, boom, presenting insurance. I mean, it, it just it all worked. In in, I can honestly say I'm better prepared for a situation like this. But again. You don't have the manual that says, oh, by the way, during gunshot, yeah. this is what you're going to do. So um, you do try to separate it, and, and, but then you sit back after, after the, the emotions uh, run wild, and you sit back, and, and you reflect a little bit of what you could have done different, and then you reflect, oh, my goodness, if that, that's their normal people. Yeah. <laughs> their parents. Yeah. Their parents. Um, so it, it, it's, and, and they want their kid back it's safe. It's opening absolutely. And, and they want their kid back. At the end of the day, that's, that's all, the bottom that's line. The they want their kid back safe. And that's a hard thing when that is. you got to go through a month of right. he's just now starting to walk. Yes. And, uh, baseball's uh, uh, definitely not in the near future. I got you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Michael Galvan joining us. Quick timeout. We'll come back. we got to talk some more. We're talking with the athletic director of A&M Texarkana. Here on Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor on the Fan 107.9. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty Hill, let the pride never die. 
To feel the calming effects of nature, take a deep breath in and out. Every breath makes you feel closer to nature, and every sip makes nature feel closer to you. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, beer in its organic form. Hey y'all, I was looking local first. We're making sure our babies have a bright future. You know, local businesses depend on our support. They're usually first in line to support our local organizations. Let's do our part to always look local first. Can't find a trustworthy mechanic and repair shop for your vehicle? Check out Freeman's Auto Services on East Street. They've been around for over 40 years. Oil changes, brakes, front ends, motors, and rear axles, all are their specialty. Rates are unbeatable and repairs are done right. Locksmith TXK, known in the area for the best locks and safes for home and business, announces Free Key Friday. Every Friday, buy two keys and get the third one free. Car, truck, home, business, just about any key. Locksmith DXK and Liberty Safes of Texarkana. You found the right locksmith. For all your flooring and countertop needs, come to Maze Lone Star Flooring at 302 East Main Street in Atlanta, Texas. Or call us at 903-796-1066. And thanks for choosing Maze Lone Star Flooring. Look local first and everybody benefits. From the store owners to people like you and me supporting them. It's easy and it helps everyone. Look local first. All right, welcome back. 12 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. Michael Galvan, the athletic director from A&M Texarkana, hanging out with us this afternoon. Uh, first of all, we, we have been talking our way through what had been probably one of the worst-case scenario things, and maybe it's going to have a best-case scenario kind of ending. Looks like folks are, are learning. Folks are figuring out some things. My, Matthew's doing better, which is amazing. That's the bottom line best thing of all of this, certainly is him getting back to being a guy that's walking around and, and putting all this behind him. For the university, you know, obviously, and we had this conversation that next week, what's the plan? And I know you, you started with Spring Lake Park's saves, part of Texarkana. But if I'm a parent who... Steve Jones is going to come recruit my kid in the next year, two well, years, three I'm years. I'm more worried about Steve's got opposing coaches yeah. using that against the program. Well, I think it's 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 normal for people try for people to try to find ways to one up. You know, at the end of the day, we can't combat what other people are saying, what other people are doing. We can only um, work with the city. We can only work with the institution and, and amongst ourselves to make sure that the message we put out there is no different than, than we've had before, that uh, the community is a safe community. Uh, the park is a, is, is a safe environment. Um, and, and, you know, we do everything in our power to, to make sure that everybody is safe, uh, regardless of where we are. Um, so th- I think that's got to be a clear message, and um, I'm, I'm really grateful for the city of Texarkana. David Orr's reached out. Uh, um, I believe uh, Sean's reached out several times, and, and we've all gotten the same page. Try to try to make sure that that message is is uh, a common act amongst all, all the entities involved. Do, does this episode change timeline for you guys about facilities? as opposed to being on campus, being off campus? Is that is this a conversation that's happening now about the future? And it may be not just here in Texarkana. It may be in the system itself. You know, we, we've had conversations for um, several years in regards to facilities and, and the institution's uh, stance is that they, obviously they would love to have the facilities on our campus. 
Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about money. That's right. I mean, you got to have the money to, to build these facilities. And I don't want people to utilize this as um, a sole reason because there's always reasons that, that, that would benefit. Just to bring our parents for, for both softball and baseball on the campus, get them come to campus. Right. And it's a beautiful campus. Uh, bring the community out to campus. A lot of people here in the community have never been out to campus. So, you know, that's, those are the reasons I want uh, people to, um, for us to utilize as, as ways to move facilities on, on campus. I don't want people to use the negative right. um, because, you know, at the end of the day, um, we're not in control of, of, of that. Uh, we do everything in our power, so I would hope, I would hope that uh, we, we continue those conversations, and uh, that you know that there would be some dirt moving in the years to come uh, that that would allow facilities on our campus. Yeah. You mentioned uh, your college president came to the hospital right away. You've had a very involved college president in the last nine years. Where are we on? replacing the college president absolutely we uh the the process is a lengthy one college station is involved and the appointment will will come from college station uh with a loan finalist they have to name a loan finalist um i know uh tamusa uh a&m san antonio has just named a new president and that was just on friday and so we are um, most likely getting getting near that 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 point where we will have a president name we're, we're hoping sometime this summer uh dr contrary is retiring we do have a have a an event on june 1st there on campus for her um I'm, I'm grateful for her leadership i'm grateful for her friendship i'm grateful for her trust um the fact that she pretty much allowed me an opportunity to to build this as as, as we could of course you look back there's always things that could have been done different uh but at the end of the day we did the absolute best that we could so uh, we're, we're hoping in the next, you know, um, few months that, that we have somebody, you know, officially named. Are, are you in a place right now where you're happy with stability or are you looking like from the get go, you've kind of looked at, I want to grow this thing. I want to add programs. Are you at a place now where you're feeling like we're at a good spot right now and I want to make these stronger or do I still have a goal in mind for the next two years, three years, five years that I want to see us grow? At the end of the day, my my, my goal was to have us a uh, NCAA Division two, and geographically, geographically we're 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 challenged because the GAC is obviously a football driven um, conference. So right. GAC would be great as far as proximity yeah. and travel. Um, you're into Oklahoma, you're into to Arkansas, um, but at the end of the day, football is a tough task. You know, financially, um, facilities. <laughs> Um, is, is am I closing the, the window on that? Absolutely not. You know, at, at some point, maybe we, we do have, you know, down the road, <laughs> years down the road, we do have football. But Lone Star Conference is obviously something that uh, is intriguing. Uh, UT Tyler went into the Lone Star Conference. And so we would definitely have a travel partner there. Um, but we would definitely have to increase our scholarships, either either a conference. Uh, financially, we have to increase our scholarships. So we, we can't go in with what we have. So, and that's a great point. And we've we've you know had the ability to talk to coaches across the the spectrum, not just yours but others. And, and how do we get to that stage? How do we get to a place where you've got a competitive number of scholarships? That's what you're talking about. Having to increase that number, where does that? begin where does that well, process start well it's, it's all about a commitment from the university because uh we're, we're, we're utilizing our athletic fees that uh for for budget purposes and with an enrollment of 2100 
2,200 at best, which is that's that's been kind of where, where we've been at these few years that I've been here. Um, our growth has been within the athletic department. So to see a st- substantial growth in enrollment, that would be a tremendous help um, to our scholarships. What's a good number? Tell me, boy, tell you what, Chuck, if we get 3,000 kids on campus. That would be tremendous. That's that, our that, number? That would be a tremendous 28 to, to 3,000. Okay. That's a tremendous growth. Um, and would it, will it happen? I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm always a, a half-full type of person. Sure. But there's a lot of work that has to go into that to make it happen. And, um, you know, and you still continue the, the, the commitment by, by the university providing funding outside of our athletic fee. Right. You know, uh, but again, at the end of the day, um, there's only so much of that funding that, that is uh, allowable. And, and, you know, we're at a point now where I'd like to see us continue to, to increase our scholarships and look at Division II um, because we're, we're nationally ranked in several of our programs. Yeah, and um, I want to make it across the board. That, that's my ultimate goal. You know, first, uh, first class. That, that, that's, that's all I want. Are we back to where we were pre-COVID? No. Still not. No. Where, I, do, you, where do you feel? I, we're not? I, I think we're probably two years away where, where I really thought we would be initially. Uh, but again, you, you look and to see the challenges that we've been faced with and, and that we're continue fa- to, to face and new challenges, too. We have new challenges. So I, I think we're, we're still a couple years behind. Coach, you uh, obviously used to be coach. That was your profession. Thursday. Quickly, when you're looking to bring coaches in, you're looking for the same mindset as far as way we divided up scholarships, or are you pretty open in how each coach divides up their limited number of scholarships? Well, I provide them, you know, their, their, their budget and in, in based off of what I see the league being being comparable, uh, you know, what we need based on the league. I get uh, feedback and data from uh, our, our conference opponents to say, what are you allotting, and yep. if that's even possible, so. There you go. We're about out of time. I'm about to have music in my ear in five seconds. That's Michael Galvan. It's great Appreciate seeing you. you. Appreciate you. We got to do more often. Absolutely, absolutely. Like uh, we got another uh, another year starting in a couple of months. Yeah, let's do it again. Well, we come back and do that again. One hundred percent. Want to thank Ryan Huntsy for joining us via the phone as uh, Thomas Curry picks up a state championship today in golf. Michael Galvan talking about the uh, goings and comings over at A and M Texarkana. We're out of time for today. Uh, Kirk and Company tomorrow. Coach Trey Outlaw from Arkansas. Oh, it's a big day tomorrow. Wrapping up the Razorback season. All right. So we got that going on tomorrow, 7 o'clock right here. Don't forget, last show of the week tomorrow. We'll be on the road doing baseball on Thursday night over in uh, Tyler for uh, Liberty Island. All right, Kirk, I'm Chuck Zach. Wrap it up for the Tuesday edition of Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9.